Back to Not For Nothing with your hosts, Chris and Chris. Woo! 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 I like it. Words cannot express how happy I am to be doing a podcast again. Yes. At 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm drinking coffee. It's been so long since I've had coffee during a pod. Oh, yeah. Are you not an afternoon coffee drinker? You know, I fucking... I, it's been crazy the way that I, so I've gotten really deep into the coffee game of late. So I've been roasting my own coffee like a lot. Uh, so my coffee consumption's gone way up, but it spikes like around now. Like I do a full, like, like a what are those called? French presses. Like I used to just do like a individual coffee, you know? Yeah, yeah. But now I'm like because I have so an abundance of this coffee and I really want to try it all. But I've, after I finish one of those, I'm pretty much done for the day. How about you? I, Are you I can't imagine guy? drinking more than than a whole French press coffee. Like that that's a lot of coffee in itself. It's just one of those yeah, containers. I could it's like three and a half or two like three good sized cups. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all. I mean, I, I get like one I, I do one mug of coffee in the morning and it kind of will usually last me maybe till about noon. Yeah. Like I'll drink like three fourths of it, like probably within the first half hour, and then I slowly kind of just tail off on it. Yeah. But I can't drink any more than that, though, either. Once I drink the coffee, like, I don't want any more coffee ever for the rest of the day. See, I, I sometimes want a little kick in the afternoon. Uh, when, I was, when I was working, like, full-time, like, in an office setting, I would yeah. sometimes get coffee just to, like, break up the day. Right. But at home, and I know that our listeners are dying to hear my home <laughs> afternoon caffeine intake regimen. <laughs> of course. Uh, you know, I, I, I also, this is fucking the worst, but I also uh, grow my own kombucha. So I like a, a kombucha. I like a little caffeine kick, but it's got to come in a different form. Either kombucha, or I've been making this nice green matcha iced tea. Ooh, uh, that yeah. sounds nice. You know, just a mel- like I like to go into a little bit mellow. Kristen's uncle does sort of the opposite. It's very dumb and, and boring, but he's, he's Dutch, and it's a cool tactic. He has a, he has a cup of tea in the morning before he goes into coffee. It's his ramp up. He doesn't like to go like straight, I can in, see that. straight into the coffee. And it, it's nice. It's pleasant. You know, like... Mm-hmm gets going mm-hmm. but it doesn't do that like shock to your system where you can never come back like, down <laughs> you can, well you never get that high again you know like, right yeah that first drink of coffee in the morning like like it it starts firing everything you know it's it's, it's really sparking shit well you can't yeah ever... like my wife and i like to do tea when it's cold out or sort of in the winter time sometimes in the morning when we're home like on the weekends or something. So instead of drinking, cause we just do iced coffee. So instead of making, and we don't really have a coffee maker. So instead of doing like hot coffee or going out, we'll do, we'll do tea sometimes. And it's not, it's a, it is actually nice. I can vouch for the, uh, the my, niceness of it. My wife is a purely tea drinker only. Yeah. I, I know a few, quite a few people now. It seems like her only. Yeah. I don't drink coffee at all. Yeah. She, I mean, her tea consumption's legit. She does not fuck around. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not some bullshit. She 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 goes hard and she goes expensive. She's like a Kuzmi <laughs> tea drinker only. That shit's like. So does she does she does she uh, steep her own like individual? Does she have like oh, a she, little so thing? It's funny. <laughs> she likes it that way. If you have the little like, if you steep it, but she'll only do it if I do it for. Her. Otherwise, she's very lazy. She like yes, she's yes. so lazy. She won't take the tea bag out of the she'll just put the fucking whole cup in the sink with the tea bag in it 
<laughs> and what that's 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 that is less than metaphorical. It's like here's a I'm actually teabagging you, <laughs> sir. There's not another person in this house. No, that's gonna no. take her rotten tea bag out and put it in Very the trash, and then and then wash the cup. It's ba- yeah, it is. It's she throws her balls literally right on my face. She tea bags me. <laughs> She's like, "You're my bitch. Yeah, you're cleaning up after yeah. me." It is so symbolic. My but wife does actually does the same thing a lot of times. She she'll like she won't clean up after herself. Like she'll make a sandwich or we'll make like lunch or something together. Now I'm finding this out more and more now that we're we're together like every day. Yeah. Is that she'll just do that and she'll just kind of leave everything. Yeah, but it's our. And I'm like, you. But she like did like she'll make something or something after me, and then you know. So and then I'm like, I go back in the kitchen. I'm like, you didn't put any of this away, and she's like, no. Yeah. Guess what, house husband? Your house yeah. husband. So this Seriously. is the darker side of house husbandry. House bitch. Yeah. It's you know it's not all fun and games. I know we <laughs> like to be like house husbands. What's up, girls? But uh, you know what? Shit's hard, man. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> I I have you ever seen the movie Mr. Mom? Of course. Yeah. Uh, Love it. I've been really nervous to watch that movie. I don't have kids. And that the premise yeah. is like Mike, Michael Keaton loses his job and uh, his wife's uh, career really takes off. And then he yeah. has to like basically win her back from Martin Mull. Uh, one of the greatest <laughs> lines ever in a movie. Uh, How about a little trim on that mustache, Ron? Uh, but I can't bring myself to watch it because I think it's going to hit a little too close to home. And yeah. I'm going to be like, which doctor is Martin Mull? I'm going to be looking around for the mustache doctors in the hospital <laughs> trying to hone in on my wife while i'm at home you know getting getting kate off the whoopee so uh the whoopee was the, the the blanket in the movie if you if you, you might need to re, if you want to re-watch it you should it's a, <laughs> i won't because i'm too afraid i would hope that it's the blanket it's called the whoopee and nothing nothing else because yeah whoopee's a weird name for a blanket anyway uh we could get away from uh this hot to- this is just a hotbed of, of conversation but i did yeah. want to I did want to give you a little bit of a, a follow-up to our last week's show where we had uh, John, John Sargent on to, to discuss w- one of the surprise hits of our lives, uh, Cuffs, a Christian Slater vehicle, um, we, which you had handed to us. You had been like, you, you, we got cuffed. We got cuffed like yeah. motherfuckers. And, oh, sorry, I'm trying not to drop so many bombs on this That's okay. show. That's uh, right. yeah. uh, we got cuffed. Um, but, so, and then we took your advice again. This, and, and this week we watched uh, 3,000 Miles to uh, Graceland. Oh boy. Which is the worst, most disgusting movie I've ever laid eyes on. It is pure it's trash. Awful. We couldn't, we couldn't finish it. <laughs> Christian Slater dies in the first 20 minutes. It, 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 oh, does he? I don't even remember. It's, it's a <laughs> mysterious movie. I did a little back, back history on it. The guy that made it, the director, he apparently made music videos, although it's very hard to figure out which music videos he did. I have a feeling it was a lot of like new metal rap rock based on the era in which he was given $60 million to make this movie. Wow, um, 60? And, and the opening, like the music's just terrible. The music in it is all like mud vein. Like it's weird bands that you don't like. You're like, oh, I kind of remember that band had a moment. Like the Crystal Method. It's like, it's, it's bad. It's just, it, <laughs> the music's bad. It opens up with like a, like a CGI scorpion fight, but it, it's really like bad, like early 2000s animation. Uh, everyone in it is checked out. No one is like everyone in it is terrible. No, Costner and Russell just are, got paid to make that movie, and they're gross. They're just gross human beings. They're terrible yeah, in it. David right. Arquette's David Arquette in it up. Clearly, Courtney Cox got him the job. Uh, there's Christian Slater says like eight lines and basically bows out. John Lovitz uh, calls himself uh, a pussy, which is just like then you're just like, all right, I'm out. Like we're just we out. We were out. 
Like, I didn't think The Wizard could be the... I thought that could be the worst movie that Christian Slater's ever been in. But after... I also looked at the careers of every major actor in this movie after this movie, and there is a steep 10-year drought for everyone. It's like everyone got punished for doing this movie. Christian Slater yeah, did, yeah. like, a series of straight-to-DVD movies with, like, yeah. Val Kilmer. Like, uh, Kevin Costner's career tanked em- enormously. Russell kind of held it up. Like, he got... He did Miracle, like, five or six years later. Oh, but, okay. But I think even before that, though, he wasn't really... Man, it is... It is. I, I think they all had, like, a dark time either before or after that, though. Yeah. It's, yeah. Wow, it is bad. It is a, it is a crazily bad movie. <laughs> and, and, and somehow clocks in at two hours and two minutes. Wow. I, I can't even recommend it like as a you should see it for how bad it is. Yeah. It's you shouldn't see it. It shouldn't be on earth. It shouldn't and it's the it's the peak of this guy's career. Like anytime anything you're finding, he's got these generic bios all over the internet on these weird websites that like feel like you're getting like your information scraped when you go on them. Like <laughs> it's it the, the bio's like did a video with Sting, uh Madonna maybe and like 3000 miles to Graceland. And then as far as I can tell has disappears. Yeah. He's alive, but man, di- I like, can't believe that that movie may cost 60 million to make. I I feel like he probably embezzled half of that money. Oh, for sure. He burned right? every bridge. He burned yeah. every bridge in that movie. But it also like has like unnecessary explosions. It's weird because that movie came out the same year as Freddy got fingered, which <laughs> which everyone <laughs> Like said was the worst movie of all time and how yeah, Tom Green just took yeah. the, bu- the budget and did like these egregious things like throwing a boat into a chipper. But that movie, Freddy Got Fingered, cost $4 million to make and actually exactly. made its money back. This movie cost $60 million and, and made $6 million back. And yet no one puts it on the same echelon as Freddy Got Fingered, which is a movie that I actually really enjoy, which has come to no surprise. Uh, it's one of my favorites. So... <laughs> It's just fucking insane. It's insane. I remember watching that movie and like it was until Mandy, it was the only movie I'd ever watched back to back, one right after the other, like in succession. And so it's up there in my in my greatest of all time. Anyway, point being, we mentioned three thousand miles to Graceland last week. If you're if anyone was considering watching that shit, please don't. Don't. Yeah. It's it is a it does not deserve your time. <laughs> it it's um uh yeah, I got nothing to say about it actually. So what do you have you settled on something for next week already or uh yeah, so it's um uh untamed heart. Because we needed something to to humanize Come down off of we him. gotta humanize Christian Slater again. We need to find that lead actor. That's probably where he's best him. at too, though, right? Where he has like a little bit of a he's not an action dude, you know. He, he tr- needs a little bit of a tender action. story He to needs it. a tender story. You're right. I mean, I've been watching I've also been watching Mr. Robot, which is a Christian Slater TV yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really liking how he interacts with people. Like he interacts well with people. Like he acts, but he needs that. He needs to be up above everybody. He can't be just a sidekick. Like he needs the lead role, but he has to have a good supporting cast. That's what I'm finding out. Like he's, he's as good as the sum of the parts of the movie, but he needs to have enough time on screen so that it doesn't, whatever he does, doesn't feel as sticky. Cause he's very one dimensional. I think he's one of those guys without good directing. He becomes sticky. Yeah. Right. He he can. He's very sort of uh, not polarizing, but he can go to sort of the extreme. There's there's not much in between. I think for him, right, to find some sort of middle ground in acting. He's either really terrible or he's like really good. I feel like. Yeah. And Untamed Heart is a movie. So I saw that movie when I was probably in junior high. I want to say or or high school. Uh, and I wa- I remember I watched it alone, 
on my friend's couch. Like uh, he was like, I don't know why I was like watching TV alone. And I got really sucked into it. And it made me feel like, like I had all the feelings. Like I, it touched me. Like it like, oh. Oh. and I haven't seen it since then. And I'm really nervous that it's going to not touch me. Cause I really want to be touched by Christian <laughs> by Christian Slater. His monkey heart. <laughs> Untamed heart. Yeah. Wait, Marissa Tomei. Uh, it's got, uh, yeah, what's, what's her name from, uh, from Rosie uh, Perez. Rosie Perez. Yeah. 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 And I think it takes place in Minneapolis, if I'm not mistaken. They, I know they go to a hockey game. That's a big, that's a, it's an important scene. He, he, spoiler alert. He uh, snags a, a puck out of the, out of the sky. And apparently he tells her he has a baboon heart. I don't. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. It's got all the makings <laughs> of a great one. Um, <laughs> But I digress again, Chris. Yep, yep, uh, yep. We should get to sports or something sports-related, uh, as that's what the people want. Um, oh, but, sure. But I needed, to, I needed to follow up with that a little bit. And now that we've That got was good. A, I'm glad. That, got, that was a good recap on that one. Thanks. Uh, yeah, just yeah. Stay, stay away. Um, so, uh, so apparently <laughs> there's some good news due to the coronavirus, which it feels like, I've, you know, I've definitely been feeling, feeling a little bit coronavirus out. So I, I'm interested to know what you're... What, what bright lights you're seeing through the coronavirus haze? All right, so work with me on, on this these a little bit here. Um, but let's let's start with the really the best news actually, which I don't have listed at the top. But that's Dolly Part. People are finding out that Dolly Parton is a producing god. Okay, like Chris. she like a content god. Uh, yeah, in the world of TV and movies. Yeah. So apparently her production company produced Buffy the Vampire Slayer way back in the day. It did? The movie? It did. Yeah, so people are just finding out about this now, apparently. I didn't know myself. Paul Rubin's comeback vehicle. Is that it? You just have nothing? I guess so. Yeah, no, I I mean, I I see it kind of went on a tangent there on me, I think, for some reason. But... uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So apparently, she, her production company, whatever production company she has, she got into the movie or TV business, and she produced Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the one with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah. Oh, the TV show. Uh, I guess it was the TV show. Yeah, if it's Sarah I'm Michelle Gellar, sure it's myself, a, it's actually. a TV show. Then that's even more impressive because I think that show lasted like thousands of episodes. Like that show was yeah, around years, for a long years, time. Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either yeah. way, the Buffy, either way, that, Buffy like, is a success. No one, who would ever suspect? didn't even think that Dolly Parton would be producing uh, shows. No, not I. I mean, I've seen, I've seen the Netflix show that she did, which is like the story of all of her songs, which is atrocious <laughs> and terrifying. It's atrocious. Yeah. Anne was watching that one night when Ooh, I came home around holidays or something. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. We tried to watch the like one that was Jolene or whatever. And I was like, is this really the story of your song? Because I don't ever want to listen to Jolene again. This is terrible. <laughs> it do- like, it's terrible. Uh, do- Dolly, yeah, whoo, it's something. <laughs> and I, I've, I am of the mind that Dolly can do no wrong. She's, a, she's an incredible human being. And, 100%. And has done nothing gr- but great things in, in her life, nine to five included. <laughs> All right, what else you got? What is the other good news of the coronavirus? Okay, um, so this one isn't necessarily directly from the coronavirus rated, but it's coming out now, and it might have something to do with it because these people have been together for way too long, is that uh, Jay Cutler is getting a divorce from his wife, Kristen Cavallari. Wasn't she and famous? I, what, did, what was her thing? Uh, she was a reality star, like one of those MTV shows, I think, or something. Okay. 
Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't she on like the hills or something? Yeah, one of those things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, I don't know, Palm Beach or Bay Area thing or whatever. I don't know. One of those, you know, it was Laguna Beach or something. Laguna Beach, know, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was Laguna Beach. It was a beach or a bay or something. Laguna, Laguna Beach. Or, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. She was, she was medium famous. Yeah, medium famous. Yeah. So they've been married, I think, for like 10 years or something like that. A couple of years ago, Jay Cutler was going to go, he, was, he retired, he was going to go into the broadcast booth for CBS, start, you know, doing games there, and then he quickly dropped out because he got a job with Miami Dolphins, they paid him way too much money. Yep. Now, my question now then is, since if they're getting a divorce, could this put him back into the broadcast booth where I think I would like to see him? I mean, definitely I want to see him. Right. So, in some regards, I, I think that this is, it's weird to root for a divorce, but I think we all could use a little more Jay Cutler. I just want to know a little bit more about him. I, I think Tony Romo's peaked, and I think that the, <laughs> this is what I need in my sports <laughs> announcing. Um, I, and, he's, and so there, there's, a, there's been like some shakeups, I think, between CBS and some of the other stations about their, their host. Like Dan Fouts is out. Yeah. That's the other good news, maybe, too. Yeah, Dan Fouts is out. For sure. Uh, so maybe, uh, they did some reshuffling. Another guy moved from one station to the next, blah, blah, blah. So there's some openings there. I just feels like Cutler might be able to step back in here and just kind of, let's just see, let's just see some magic here. Yeah. Let's get NBC to hire him, see how he does. And if he fails, which he does continuously, (laughs) Drew Brees will be there to pick up the pieces next year. So it's a perfect, it's a perfect, give him a one year deal. It's a, it's a, or ESPN could do this because they're looking for a new guy for Monday night football. Just give him a job for a year. Let him, I mean, he couldn't be any worse than Witten or Booger, I guess, um, (laughs) to be fair. Uh, so like, yeah, just give him a try. I don't want, it feels, doesn't feel like slightly like racist to not like Booger. Like I, I can't stand him, but I never really want to say it because it feels like they put him on a fucking little cart out in the field for so long. But then they brought him in this following this last year. He's terrible. He's terrible. Yeah. He's terrible. There's something. So there's. I, I've liked him for, for a long time because he's been on like ESPN shows and he was always really great. And he was always very sort of entertaining and talkative. And, and he kind of always had like a different kind of perspective on things. But then once he got doing this job, he sort of just went, he just went gray and like vanilla. And yeah. he just, he just sort of went, you know, like the company towed the line there and just did the, the general speak. And it, it, I, it really hurt him. I, I feel like, so I, I like him and I kept hoping he would do better and sort of turn turn it around, but he just didn't. It's a tough and job. Was, it's, it was, a tough was, job. Was, it's a tough job too. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that, so we're rooting for Jay Cutler. We've been rooting for Dolly Parton. Uh, and then <laughs> do we want to touch? Is there any other good news due to the coronavirus, Chris? This one's a little, this one's very personal to me, Chris. Okay. But I'm so happy because of the coronavirus and this pandemic that's been lasting so long now yeah. for almost two months yeah. that we don't have to celebrate or witness the celebration of two of the stupidest faux holidays that this country likes to oh, somehow Oh, give it to me. What is it? Uh, well, one was last month in, in, uh, in, uh, St. Patrick's day. Okay. I thought it was good. You were going to say earth day, but that was this month. (laughs) Okay. Keep going. Actually, earth day. I enjoy, but, uh, and then the next one is next week is Cinco de fricking Mayo. Oh yeah. It's like, I, so like, I can hardly wait for the fucking Corona beer jokes. They're going to pop up (laughs) all over the place during Cinco de Mayo. Dude, it's, it's, I'm right, like, I'm putting it out there now. 
don't you're, don't you're even right. Right. don't even bother tweeting it. It's already played out. Like the Corona, the, I will unfriend every fucking person that puts a Corona <laughs> bottle on their fucking social media on Cinco de Mayo. I'm telling you right now, it's a fuck. The joke's beat. It's it's hasn't even been written, and the joke is it was beat. beat the first week that this whole thing started. I know, but it's gonna come that back was a it's month gonna, and a half ago. It's gonna rear its ugly you're fucking right, you're head. You're totally, you're 100 right. Uh, so prepare for that. That's actually yeah. not that's not good news. Coronavirus right. wins again. I made your good news yeah. bad news. Yeah, you made it bad. You made it bad. Uh, but, Chris, I got something to top that then. Okay. Now, this is one stupid baseball story that's actually a great story, Chris. All right, let's have it. Because of this, again, the coronavirus and the pandemic. Yes. The Baseball Hall of Fame has been canceled. Yeah, I saw that. Sorry, Jeter. So Jeter will not be able to give some stupid, terribly long acceptance speech. He won't be the face of that day and of Major League Baseball and of the summer. And all the Yankee fans won't overtake and overrun Cooperstown. Now, now here's what, like, it's almost unfortunate because that would be the most watched induction ceremony in the history oh, of the course. Hall of Fame. Yes. People are so hungry for it to dissect anything. Especially because uh, it's Jeter. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I when you said initially said like they had to cancel the Hall of Fame, I wish that they are. I wish they just had to cancel. I wish that the Hall. What if the Hall of Fame was just canceled? They're like, sorry, we can't have the Hall of Fame anymore. It's like oh, all those trophies man, that, are gone. Like you could call yourself a Hall of Famer, but you have to like put an asterisk next to it because no one is getting in anymore. <laughs> Hall of Fame is canceled. Like what? What a cool thing. Like why can't the Hall of Fame like masturbate in front of a girl and then just get canceled? <laughs> Like wouldn't that? It would be worth it. It would be worth the sacrifice. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can. Man, do it I failed. I twenty-one minutes in. I was trying to do a clean show so Pete could have his kid listen, and I, I, I made it twenty-one goddamn minutes, and I started talking about fucking me tooing the fucking Hall of Fame. Fuck. <laughs> All right, next week I'm doing it. Next week I'm fucking doing sure, a goddamn clean mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. There's a bet. Uh, there's a bet. I'll put money on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Good. Probably not gonna happen. But I, you know, he, try. He, All you can do is try, Chris. In Pete's defense, week. he had said like, if you could just, you know, leave out like the 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 gold bloom talk, maybe <laughs> like the swears are one thing, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's impossible yeah. to explain to your kid what any of what I just said. But that's baseball for you. Just ruining yep. everything. Baseball ruining everything. continues yep. to ruin everything. Uh, unfortunately, they'll make it up for it with a really long Hall of Fame uh, next next year, right? Is that the deal? Is that I the deal? don't know what they'll do, or they'll just give like Jeter his own day, probably, or something. Jeter who, day. Who knows? So I'm just, I'm just. It's just. It just seems so appropriate. Not appropriate, but just. Lucky, maybe is the right word, that it's, it's Jeter's year and then this happens in the year Jeter goes in. Yeah. Unfortunately, like in, in other Hall of Fame news, I know you and I had like kind of tossed around the idea of going to the Hall of Fame game this year. The Steelers are, were supposed to be playing in Canton because Canton's very close to Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, yeah. But now that's clearly not going to happen. I mean, that, yeah. that game would have been in August. There's not any chance of a preseason. So I <sighs> guess we'll just go to the draft in Cleveland next year. <laughs> <laughs> can you believe that like how like that's what cleveland wins like the fact that they're the draft was supposed to be las vegas an exciting draft like ended up being like 
canceled, but they're going to keep the one in Cleveland. Like, all right, Cleveland. <laughs> Instead of just pushing everything you back won, a year. You won the NFL draft sweepstakes. You're going to get it. <laughs> Next year, come on. We feel so sorry for you. Yeah, like instead and of like... Your, and your football team. Boats floating down the Bellagio with draft picks. <laughs> what the fuck are they going to do in Cleveland? <laughs> just walk. Just, yeah. Just, just fucking walk. Get there however you can. Take an Uber. I don't give a shit. Be there or don't. It's Cleveland. Just, just find some gravel road that you're just sort of like hanging out in with like crackheads or something yeah just uh, yeah good gravel good gravel road they, but they make them ride their bikes which is hard to do in gravel <laughs> i will lose gravel <laughs> go ride bike that's how you that's how you get to the podium <laughs> to see roger goodell in one well, of they, those, well they'll probably just be on the shores of like whatever the uh lake there is there which is like which is probably nothing at all i mean you know not, what i mean it's it's gonna be like the most boring it's like there's no I love shitting on Cleveland what are you gonna as, highlight a, as a Pittsburgher because I've a never been to Cleveland. It's two hours away. Like I'm just I'm already <laughs> shitting on it. Like the, like I'm like a walking hey, Pittsburgh. Well, it's, like the, it's like the Cavaliers how they have their their basketball court has like the Cleveland skyline on it, and it's just like a couple of like rectangle buildings. And you're I like know. that. There's no there's they, no symbolism to that city that you recognize it. They also they also call themselves the land, which is like the yeah. weirdest. The land? The land? What That's does that it? even mean? I'd rather yeah. be the cleave. <laughs> <laughs> also, how, yeah. come, how come they're not the Cleveland Beavers? Like, what a better name. The Cleveland Beavers. That's what I sound. Or Steamers, for that matter. Yes, Cleveland Steamers, huh? Well, double, double entendre there. Double entendre. Yeah. I'm sure they have some steamships on that, or they used to have some steamships on that. Uh... On that there river? On that, that r- on that lake or on river, that, or whatever on that Ohio there. Ohio River doesn't that go through Cleveland? <laughs> maybe Comes, goes through Pittsburgh, like Erie too there or something. Yeah, it's around there. Yeah, it's, it's close by. Know. Cleveland's probably a, a wonderful place, and I I shouldn't be shitting. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. I could end up there, and then what will we be? I'll be like, oh, I'm in Cleveland. I think you'll still be talking shit about Cleveland. <laughs> probably feels like a safe bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but since since we are uh, since we did uh, touch on the draft a little bit, I'm just gonna jump ahead and let's do a little bit of draft recap. How does that sound? Yeah, let's do it. That's what the people want, Chris. Okay, so uh, th- one of my favorite things to talk about and harp, up, harp on, and we've done this every fucking year we've had this podcast, but it needs to be said every year. And this year was even worse than any other because I think everyone is so excited just to have something sports-related to report on, and the draft happened to be that. Is It was the highest-rated draft, I think, in history. Which meant that every asshole and their mother did draft grades. Like not just overall draft grades. There was day of draft grades. There was accumulative draft grades. There was pick by pick draft grades. Uh, which how are, many did you read, Chris? I, I a decent amount. Like I it was hard. Too. It was hard not to do it. <laughs> I fucking hate draft grades. But this year was the worst because there were no good draft. Like everyone was a A to a B plus. Like did you see? Like everyone's so afraid to give anybody a hard time, except for like the one Green Bay pick, which I think is actually fine. Uh, that was the only one that everyone, anyone like shitted on. Did no one got like an F or a D overall or a C for that matter? It was just like coronavirus. We're so happy there's sports. All picks are good. Everybody wins. Everybody <laughs> did, did a great draft. You did your best. All we things considered, you're that pretty god. I and also it's just these reporters that don't want to be wrong. So like it's better to be like, oh yeah, I thought this guy was going to be great 
and then they aren't great. And they're like, I missed the boat on that. Instead of having a real take and being like, this guy's going to stink. And then when they're good, they have to like eat their words. I Draft grades are the worst, but yes. I, they're the worst. I, and especially and the fans are, the, are sort of right along so they're with him because they're like, oh, how can you draft this guy? Like, I, this know. Guy's, I know. Like you don't, you don't actually know that. You know, like, and, and, and I, I, you know, I, I don't mean to contradict you here, but I found a few and some, someone even posted something where they did a cumulative uh, grades from, they took like nine, nine graders, I guess, whatever oh, you call them. graded like, the graders? Yeah, they graded the graders, which nice. was kind of great. What an awesome idea. But it, but it, but it only, it doesn't grade the graders necessarily. It only gives you a cumulative score of the, across the board of each team's grade. Right? So like uh, the Seahawks were like, on the, were like in the bottom uh, five or something like that. Okay. That's you know, and then like, of course, like Baltimore and like, uh, oh, uh, I see. And so Cincinnati they were like, they, got a, like almost got A's. They analyzed the everyone's grades overall and said, this is the, this is the, the consensus yeah, grade. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I see what I've always wanted. And I know I've said this every year and it started with Mel Kuyper, but it could be anybody for that matter is for just one person to go back and regrade, and just grade the, like, be like, what? Okay. So in, in 1998, Mel Kuyper, you genius. You said this is like these are the grades of these teams, and and would you give the teams the same grade or just? I mean, they they sort of do bring it up every year, even during the draft. I think with with like old like his some of his old takes. Right? How would you and there's know? the one famous one about the, like the Colts guy. It's the one like, thing who, you still like, have who to the pay Mel for. Kuyper anyway. I don't understand why Mel Kuyper's graph grades are the one thing you still have to buy on ESPN.com. It's like <laughs> yeah. who the fuck's paying for this? Like how? How I think a lot of people are, man. How desperate are you? A for, lot of people for are like, for, yeah. Anyway, but so, but so, the, so the weird thing though that I found in, in doing that kind of research stuff is that even like teams like Pittsburgh, who people are like really like all over the board on and like whether they did good or not. Like some some people gave them a B, a couple people gave them an F. Really? Yeah, and like same with a lot of these other teams where it's like you know one or two guys like teams like they'll they'll get A's or D's or you know and I'm like how are, how are you. It, this is also just subjective. It's amazing bullshit. what can be done with an F-150. Did you hear that? Yeah, what the hell was that? That was an ad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing ads now? Yeah, for the F-150. Oh, okay. uh, guys, hop into an F-150 today. Uh, they're the, it's the top of the Ford. Ford I'm a Chevy truck. guy myself, but oh, yeah. if I'm going Ford, I'm doing F-150. Me too. I would never get the F-137. It's like the lamest. <laughs> If you're going to get a Ford, get an F-150. And the 350's just too big and obnoxious. I mean, come on. Who needs a truck that big? No, that was that that ad was courtesy of the New York Post, of, I, which, I, which I fucking hesitated to click on anyway, but uh, I did because I wanted to see what, what I was looking for were, were the draft grades of the New York Jets, who I think won the draft, personally. I, I think they had, a really, they had a really good draft as well. So who's the and, and, who's the GM and, and there? I think it's, the, is the it... point here of all this though is like because because everyone kind of keeps subject uh, uh, kind of changing like the criteria and some guys are like well you have to draft for need or you draft for like uh, value right right but like some people sort best of best player available yeah he's on the highest guy on your board all these things and that, and I think the Jets did that and while I I don't know if either are true or one's better than the other I think the Jets I feel like the Jets really did both. I loved what the Jets did, mostly because they took the two people that I was most excited about in the draft, knowing, knowing nothing at all. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Yeah. The Jets took... The two Jets, guys you fall in love with every year. Yeah. It's like, I feel like there's always two guys. Well, and they both ended up on the Jets. 
mm-hmm. which has a coach I've fallen in love with before, a GM that I've fallen in love with currently because he's trying to be the next, uh, what's his name? Howie, Howie Rosen. What's his, who's the guy over in the, the Eagles? What's his name? Yeah. The Howie Rose, yeah. Uh, Roseman. Yeah. Howie Roseman. Yeah. He's a, uh, but anyway, so the, so the Jets took, uh, in the fourth round, they took, uh, James Morgan out of FIU who I read, a, quarterback. I, I read quarterback. Yeah. I read a piece, uh, in the, um, players tribune that he'd written, which made me really fall in love with him. And I love the idea of, uh, picking like, there's this, th- this theory, the Howie Roseman theory, which is the second best player on the team is the backup quarterback, uh, which is, you know, he bets on the backup quarterback. And I think that sure. that's what the jets are trying to do here. I like this James Morgan guy. I don't know anything about him and never watched him play, but I, he's tall. And he seems really smart, and I like tall, he, smart guys. Yeah, and he's uh, you know he's a bit of a well, he's a Green Bay guy, so he's he he's a bit of a Favre kind of a style, like gunslinger, you know, big arm, uh, pushes the ball downfield. He he likes to he he likes to throw the ball around, kind of thing. So it's um, uh, you know, there's some potential there. I was really hoping the Steelers would get him, uh, but they uh, they they stayed away from the quarterbacks this year. They didn't. They they're they're they are. They have enough terrible backup quarterbacks to last them a while, I think. Yeah, man. It's, they don't need did, any more. Did you see Mason Rudolph? <laughs> Mason Rudolph was fucking with uh, Hannah Ann from The Bachelor, the chick who like was the runner-up on The Bachelor. Like he's like he's taking The Bachelor's like sloppy seconds. Like that's Ew. Mason Rudolph for you. He's just <laughs> a backup for life. Uh, <laughs> and then the, my favorite pick of the draft, uh, the guy who I thought would be the first safety taken. Actually, he was the seventh. Uh, mm. The great Ashton Davis, who uh, mm-hmm. safety from California, um, I've just th- this was definitely a I think a bit of a reach on the Jets' part. I don't think they even needed a safety, but best player I, on the board, Chris. That's and that's what I like. That's I think that the bet I think the Jets accomplished that. I think they got a good. I think they got all like great players in skill positions. They got a good receiver. They looks like they got a good running back, safety and QB all in the first like four rounds. So. I, I like it. I think Gase is going to have no problem winning the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> they also drafted, I think, the only punter in the draft, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who Great value in the sixth round there, Chris. I love it. So I, that's my 1A. I don't okay. have... That's my single draft grade. I was just like, every day that the draft went on, I was like, well, I love the Jets more. I, I love the Jets more. Uh, do, you have any, do you have any draft grades? Personally, did you? Uh, I, you know what? I was. Um, I hate to sort of say it, but I, the Dallas, the Cowboys really seem to have an impressive draft as well. Yeah, like it's they were just, just shrewd, like kind of like house. even stronger than the Jets in the sense of like just taking the best player kind of available, filling needs as well, and then like just kept like um, I don't even know if they made a lot of trades or not, but they they all of a sudden they seem to have a a, a, a lot of of picks on hand. Uh, and which I think is a, I think is a huge thing come draft time is like the more picks you can get. Cause this is just a numbers game, right? Cause like not every pick works out. Not every guy drafted is going to be good. So like the more you, you accumulate, uh, the, the better the odds are that as you know, you get more value out of that draft as, as players play. Do you think that the Cowboys are disappointed that they didn't get Justin Rohrwasser? Um, <laughs> No, no, no. He was foretold. The stars were aligned and was foretold that he was going to the Patriots, Chris. The Patriots really showing their hand there. Uh, <laughs> used to be just like, yeah, you know, we support, what? I we support Trump. Uh, yeah, we uh, only play white receivers. Oh, yeah, yeah you, know, we, we, you know, our owner, like, fucks hookers. But now they're just like, we're America's racist team. We are yeah. the white power franchise. So yeah. come join yeah. us. Patriots in the name. Like, it's indefensible. 
and and it's crazy that like Simmons hasn't commented on it yet. Like it's it's mm. it's mm-hmm. how awkward for those that don't know the 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 Patriots hired a racist or drafted a racist kicker uh, in the fifth round too, which is which is yeah. obscene. Yeah. Like that's dude. Well, like what are you guys doing here? But what a weird first day at the fucking at the office. Like that guy's got to show up to a whatever. I mean, thank God there's no mini camps or training camps for this guy. Cause like it's going to be the one thing everyone's thinking about. Like they, these guys hate kickers as it is. And, and now he's got to be like, they like, that's true. Uh, luckily Julian Edelman will sidle right up to him. <laughs> so I'll have a little, little buddy, little buddy in Hitler hair. Show him the ropes here a little bit. Yeah. Although to be fair, the San Francisco, you know, drafted the, Drafted the dude last year, uh, the Bosa kid, um, who was had posted a whole bunch of like weird uh, racial stuff like on his on his social media and like was a Trump supporter or whatever as well. And then that they opened him, you know, they welcomed him with open arms. And even Richard Sherman, who was like of all people, was like, ah, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think I'll be all right with it as long as he can play or something like that. And he made some crazy like statement. I'm like, what? Like, dude, I, like, I know. Make, you know, how so, far have we fallen from the days of Colin Kaepernick? Like, this is so disappointing. Yeah. Who, who gets, I okay? So I have bad tattoos. Let's just put it like <laughs> I have. They're not offensive. Well, that's maybe maybe they are. They're offensive to some. They're, <laughs> but I knew what I was doing. I guess for the most part. You know what? I have one that's pretty weird that I didn't really know what it meant at the time. I was young when I got it. Uh, it's not racial by, by any means, um, you know, but it's, it's awkward, but I, I stand behind it and I know why I got it and it wouldn't offend anyone. Cause I'm not a crazy person. Like who doesn't yeah. do a, like, I don't know. It's, it's who, very, who also gets a tattoo of a symbol that is of, of like a white militia. Like it's not like, in the, I don't think they appropriated that, that symbol or logo from, from something else. No, no, no. It's their symbol. It's their symbol. It's like they created it for themselves, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. It's not like they. It's not. It's. It's not like it's like a Roman numeral three with like stars all the way in a circle around it, or something. Yes, yeah, right? three percenters. It's something I'd never even actually heard of until this this thing happened. Uh, so thanks for opening my mind to a, a hate group that I didn't know existed. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but he'll just get it covered up and like replaced with something else, and then it'll be fine. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it's <laughs> it's probably already fine. It's the Patriots. Although the Patriots are really gonna, they like they they are now the villains that people want to lose, you know. Oh, I, of course, I, I, yeah. It's a, and find a reason to hate, and like it's gonna be a tough road for them. It's gonna be interesting to see how. Uh, Except for how, when they sign Andy Dalton here in the next couple of days. That's a fucking. That's a yeah. Great, perfect. <laughs> Add a ginger to the list. Um, yeah, why not? Why do the why, why do the Packers really hate Aaron Rodgers, Chris? I don't know, man. This is crazy. I so go ahead. Go ahead. No, no you no, go no. ahead. You start with this. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, is it because Aaron Rodgers is sort of hateable? Yeah, that has a lot to do with it. That definitely has a lot to do with it. Like it's it's he doesn't. Yeah, he is. He's very unlikable. There's a so there's a rumor going around. I mean, his old brother and family doesn't like him. Yeah, so. he abandoned his fam- entire family. But we're back to yeah. the Bachelor. Suddenly, another Bachelor <laughs> right, well, turn. It all ties together. It does. Well, uh. There's big talk in Pittsburgh of Aaron Rodgers joining the Steelers in a year or two. Well, it's going to have to be at least two, if not three, because the way his contract works yeah, out. But I think, yeah, I, I could see that, actually. That actually makes... He'd be 38. Uh, 
he I think that seems to be like the the cap on on Roethlisberger is another two years. Um, so there is there is a lot of high hopes in the Pittsburgh uh in the Pittsburgh sphere about getting Aaron Rodgers. Uh, which you know we're, I don't really care. Fine. Yeah, it'd be fine or, or not at that point because you're not sure of how good he's going to be or not. You you know the other place he could very well end up in in two or three years. Uh, is his hometown with San Francisco? Oh. Yeah, that's because Jimmy Garoppolo will probably be gone by then. Yeah, he'll be on the he'll be on the Rams. <laughs> Just keep passing him around. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, we could we could we could make something out. We can do it. Yeah, can do he'll it. be great on our team. It'll be great. Here's what I don't understand about the Green Bay thing, though. Okay, is that they fired Mike McCarthy basically because because they gave Aaron Rodgers a new contract in 2018 and was like, listen, we need to go in a new direction here, and then they hire a, a coach who was a terrible offensive coordinator for one season in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, and then who, whose philosophy and system goes entirely the opposite direction of how, of what Aaron Rodgers likes to do and how he likes to play. Yep. And then they go, you know what? We're just going to force this in together and make this work. And now a year later, you're like, you know what? No, we actually don't like him because he doesn't. And the coach is like, probably mostly think he's like, he doesn't run the offense the way I want him to. So let's just F you and like try to do, Nothing to help you, but also not help ourselves in the meantime. Is it safe to say that this is what happens when you have a team that's owned by a bunch of cheeseheads? <laughs> We're real cheese people. <laughs> no one held accountable. <laughs> I don't understand. So, what do you know about there's Jordan? This, there's what? this commercial right now that's uh, like so Argento's. You know the cheese. Oh, the, I think they do like the, the bag fi- shredded the, cheeses the or whatever. Finest. The finest in Italian cheeses. Yes. And it keeps coming on. And my wife is like hung on to it because at the end of it, their, their slogan is like, they're like all standing together and they're like, we're real cheese people. And my wife has hung on to that. And all, that's all she says. Like every like 20 minutes is like, we're real. Oh, I'm like, oh my God, I can't see. And now it's like, I'm equating it to the Green Bay and this whole thing. is just, it's making me insane. Uh, so to explain Jordan Love to me, because um, I, don't, I don't know why this is infuriating everyone so much. It's, so it's not necessarily infuriating him because he's a, he's a he's a raw talent. He could be, he could be Aaron Rodgers in many ways, right? He's okay. he's got a good arm. Uh, you know the, the the interceptions aside, whatever, blah blah blah. But you can always learn how to do that. He's but he's he's a lot of talent. He he's mobile and athletic, not unlike Aaron Rodgers to some degree, right? Aaron Rodgers is actually really sneaky, athletic, and and sort of runs and you know can break the pocket, move around, and actually scramble for yards and stuff. So there's, there's sort of a similarity there that I think you can see in that, or he's, you know, he's, you know, I saw other places where they were like, well, he's potentially like, you know, he could be Mahomes, big, huge arms, fairly mobile. I've heard that too. You know, and, and, and maybe at worst, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, obviously he, he could, you know, he's terrible across the board and he can't come for overcome his mistakes and his inabilities to like not read defenses or throw interceptions and all that kind of stuff. And he becomes Jay Cutler maybe. But, um, so it's, it's not necessarily, I mean, and then they, they did this, whatever, how many years ago to far. So it's like, it's in their, it's in their DNA okay, so organization. I have a question about that. So was, is anyone, needs, is anyone around probably, that, that did, he probably needs at least one year. Was anyone to, around that did that? Was anyone around that did that trade? Like that did that pick? Is mm, anyone that's still on the team or in the, t- within the, the team? I don't know if they're GM guy who is. Guten Kunst, I think is his name now is, pro- I don't know if he was there as like a con- scout back in the day. There might, there might be a few people still around there who probably don't have a lot of power or position, but, um, 
you know, maybe, maybe not, but like that, that, I don't think that stops teams to sort of, sort of doing that though. You know, like it's actually guten kunst. (laughs) (laughs) He was like a guy, he was like a scout and like, the guy's like 46 years old. There's no way he was around when that happened. So, uh, the guten, the guten, the guten, 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 Hey there, good coots. <laughs> Come on over to my house. Pick Jordan Love. So it's not, it's not necessarily a terrible pick, but then but then you follow it up with other picks that aren't helping you now. And you're it's not yeah, even Yeah, that makes that's a little that's a little iffy. I I don't understand I mean, why they're they totally get... cutting off their nose to spite their face. Isn't that the thing? So they're they're trying to either piss off Aaron Rodgers or not give him enough ammo to justify getting rid of him in a couple of years. But, this but at is, the same time, they're worked. also hurting themselves. It worked when Favre... I mean, I, it worked. Like they, have, they haven't had a fucking bad quarterback for, what, well, three Favre, decades? Favre also was talking about retiring for like two or three or four years at that point in time, yeah, right? a piece of shit. He went to the fucking... Pa- he went to the Vikings. Like, fuck him. Like, I, yeah. No, I, I know. But, even, so, but, but they did it be- to protect themselves because he kept... You know, he kept saying every year for like two or three years he was gonna he might retire, he might retire. They needed to protect themselves from him in that sense, and that makes more sense. Farv is 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 for all maybe that he maybe isn't the quarterback he was, he still was highly effective last year. Agreed. So uh, just but but then but then if like like instead of not giving him the stuff to, to sort of and they overachieved I think they completely overachieved. One hundred percent they were garbage. But not but not to give him the, the tools or the players to sort of help him further that offense or they didn't even go all in on the defense, which was probably their biggest problem last year and why they lost to, to San Francisco in the, in the championship game. Did they even draft a receiver? That's what I'm no, curious about. So, no. so in like the, the draft with the most receivers on a team with the, I right. name, name a receiver. And this, and this, this class, Dix, who's so a, who's a, who's a receiver on green Bay right now? Uh, Lazard, I think is their number two. Valdez Scantling is there. Exactly. Like, right. Like they couldn't got this guy that Pittsburgh took for those this, guys. this giant, mammoth of a man like the, the the Steelers got like wouldn't that have made Packers fans happy yeah man yeah somebody anybody yeah. Like, so but even like even so his offensive system is is similar or wants to be somewhat close to like what what um the Rams do and especially what San Francisco does right because he, he used to work for Shanahan at some point and so what they do and like a lot of their offense and their receivers is based off of timing and it's a lot of slant routes and it's yards after the catch Right. And so you saw San Francisco do it in the draft. You saw what they did watching those games in the playoffs last year. You know, it's, it's, it's they get the balls to, to Debo or, or Emmanuel Sanders and then let them in space and let them run after the catch and try to get downfield. It's not a lot of deep throws. They don't need a, the, they don't need that straight line speed type of dudes. There's a very that slot receivers who, who are quick and who can kind of run and, and create space after the catch and those kinds of things. And this draft had a lot of those guys in it as well. So and yet they stayed away and they didn't even and you could have gotten guy those guys were available in the third fourth fifth rounds it looks like is it safe and they to, still didn't go after any of those guys is it safe to say you're not giving them a good grade <laughs> Chris I'm giving them an F you are <laughs> hot take <laughs> just for being stupid fucks you know who I think is a stupid fuck and I wish I wish that they weren't I loved what Miami was doing in the draft I loved trading picks. I like taking, I like sticking with the Tua idea. I'm excited to watch this team, but I do not understand trading for Matt Breida. Who's like, is he, is, is he worth it? Is he worth like fifth round pick? I think it's worth it. Like who else are you get to pick up? You needed a running back. I mean, he's, I like he's got some talent there. There's he's, lots of he, them, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. He, I, 
I don't know either. I, you know, I, you know, would you rather have Fournette than Brita and like give up more for Fournette? You know, like I don't, I'm not sure I would. I don't know. I, you know what? You could be right. Brita's had have had glimmers. Um, I yeah. Hope there's and no. He's quarter- not as hurt as as many people thinks he is. Like he's only missed five games, I think, in the last couple of years. But he's he's always like maybe banged up a little bit too much. He's also he's I think he can also catch as well as run, and he's super fast. So I think he's more versatile, and I think that's what Miami really likes it. All right, God, dude, you're defending. So, what grade would you give Miami then? Oh, Miami's a strong B plus, Chris. Okay, I really like what they did. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll give them an A minus. Uh, they're, they're up in the A's. Oh, God, this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a Miami fan too, so I always like to see them do. I I love. I'm super excited to watch them. I'm super. I'm all in on the on the Cardinals. I'm so glad I got my Cardinals to win the NFC uh, pick in. Before this draft, because those those odds moved a little bit, um, I am I am very excited about the like m- my team's going into the season. I think right Denver now. had a really good draft. Actually. Love it, that, love it. That one I was saving that one. That's my fa- like. Come on, they got everything that they need to be competitive right now. Like they have they have they picked players that can start now. They've got I'd say they're going to be a contender. Lots of speed by the end of by a big offense here potentially big offense. All of a sudden, everybody's uh-huh. high on lock. Did you see that? Yeah. Yep. Everybody yep. wants yep. a piece of lock now. Although here's the here's the one interesting takeaway I I noticed from Denver, right? And this really stood out, and especially in in comparison from a few years ago when they lost to the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, and then a year after they immediately went out and and like retooled their whole secondary, right? And and sort of made it all about their secondary. So uh, as much as I like their draft, there's. Elway has no vision. He just he just steals f- what's going on right at this moment, and he's like, "That's what I want." So right, so the so the the 49ers and the Chiefs have this really great sort of fast athletic offense, right? And so now all of a sudden, Elway's like, "That's what I want on offense. Let's do that." So it's 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 it might work, and I'm and I'm like I said, I they had a really it seems like they had a really great draft, and I was really impressed by what they did. You didn't like, I mean, Jerry Judy. I, right I'm, off the I'm bat. not sure he it translates because he just goes, oh, I, that's that's he's kind of like the James Dolan of of like NFL like GMs or presidents. You know, he's just like, oh, he he likes the shiny new object over here, and then they, he wants to, he wants to go and do that. So, and I'm not sure he he has the sort of the philosophy or the or the ability sort of to make that translate for for his own team. Well, they took like three wide receivers, right? Yep. Right, uh, which means that they have a, and a tight end, which means they have a lot of faith in Locke and what Locke mm-hmm. can do, mm-hmm. uh, which is exactly opposite of what they did. Like last year, they picked up, you know, Joe Flacco, who can't even pass a physical anymore. So, <laughs> the right. foresight is to your point. The uh, always foresight's never been a strong suit. Uh, for all we really know, Andrew Locke could suck, and without any protection, True. he's gonna suck. Yeah, uh, we saw we saw we saw that with murder was the case Keenum. So. <laughs> You could do but a, I, I'll give him credit for just for for trying, you know, and not just sort of sticking to his guns and going, hey, you know what? We're going to run this old fashioned, you know, power eye fucking offense here or whatever. And we're going to flack it with a big arm. He's at least he's at least trying new things. And I'll give him that. I'll give him that a little bit. I liked I liked everything he did. I like KJ. Hammer. I did too. I like Jerry Judy. Uh, mm-hmm. I've watched a little bit of tape on them. Um, that's sort of I'm the I'm the cheater of the draft. I watch all the tape on people after they're after they've picked a home. And then I decide if the. If the pick was or there, that's how I assigned my draft grades is, is after the fact. That's okay. I mean, that's fine because it's like, what, how else are you really going to, I don't know this dude, like, you know, what's his high Smith or whatever the kid that the, 
the linebacker that Pittsburgh took from like the middle of nowhere. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know this guy, but then I watched his tape and I was like, this guy's clearly NFL ready. He's head and shoulders above everyone he played in his little crappy division. So those, like, I like to watch tape on those little underachiever dudes. Like that, that's, that's fun watching like tape on Jerry Judy. I like, what can you even assess? You know, it's impossible. Yeah. You see, I mean, and, and, you know, like all, all these are all highlight tapes anyway. So all you're seeing is like the, the best. Great, great point. You're never seeing like the, the route that he didn't run, you know, right. He took, or the he fumble took a, or whatever else. That, yeah. you know, and... Great point. Uh, you know what we, so we've, we're we somehow managed to already fill a ton of time. Nice. Um, one, and, and we do, you know, typically talk about drafts. Uh, if you, I don't know how, and if any of your picks hit on your draft choices, um, I know you gave some good some good advice. I gave terrible advice. All of my shit was garbage. Uh, I, you couldn't <laughs> I actually you couldn't actually place bets on DraftKings um, on the draft for some reason. So I I and I think because it's so subjective, maybe you could do like combinations of draft choices, oh. um, like ten combinations of drafts. But they Ew. did not have a straight straight draft lines. They had the lines, but you couldn't bet on it. So oh. I, I don't know how we how we actually ended up doing. Uh, yeah, that's that, a good. Point. That said, I have the new iteration, and thanks to you, it's actually happening. Um, DraftKings, uh, in a in a uh, in an amazing turn of events, in a reverse merger with an existing a company, is now listed on Nasdaq as of Friday. So you can actually gamble on gambling, Chris. And this was a little <laughs> bit of this came from you first. It's since been sent to me multiple times, and. And it's it's sparked enough interest in our family that we have gone ahead and purchased a couple shares of DraftKings. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, as of as of Tuesday, my wife went ahead uh, and 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 placed. I don't get to I don't get to do I, our stock portfolio is locked up tight. Uh, I get to advise. <laughs> I do not get to. You I do not look, get to buy one hundred percent. Yep, it's like my wife's butthole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> off the rails. She's gonna love this one. But yeah, we are gambling on gambling. We have gone ahead and we are we're get, we're in it for the long for the long haul. I uh, I'm not gonna tell you how much we purchased or you know why I will have you know I'll be out on the streets with my pockets out in a couple weeks. Uh, but right now I am very high on DraftKings stocks. You can get it at 19 bucks. So uh, yeah, yeah. I've been doing a little bit of research. I'm I'm doing more. Uh, cause I'm, I'm feeling like I kind of want to go almost all in as well Yeah. Uh, on this. So I'm looking, I'm looking and looking at the viability of this and I'm trying to do some research, whatever I can. I, although I know nothing about the stock market and all great this kind of stuff. On, great piece on WSN or WMSN today. If you go on WMSN.com, they'll give you a little back history of, of the merger, who they're merging with, um, and, and why why like Morgan Stanley is very bullish on it right now. So I, without getting too deep into this is, this is not a, a, a draft stock uh, or a stock tip uh, site by any means. It just felt <laughs> apropos to mention it because you had brought it to my attention and yep. it, and it won over my wife. I will tell you this. We put exactly as much as I have won on DraftKings into there the market oh, on DraftKings. Poetry in motion. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So, That's great. Yep. So look into it. Uh, you heard it here, probably seventh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We, I like this whole thing about betting on betting. 
It's great, right? It's a great, yeah. It's a great angle. I love it. It's, it's great. It is, uh, yeah. It has been, and I can't and, wait to lose all my money. <laughs> and it's like, I, I know the funny thing is, is like I was trying to talk uh, Benmo into getting into horse racing, and he was like, "Dude, I've given up on on betting altogether. I'm just playing the market now." So it definitely feels like oh. a natural progression. It it is oh. it, it is exciting. We uh, should definitely be talking to Benmo about this thing. We I'm should. Sure he's I, smart enough to figure this out. Oil futures feel like a bit, a good bet right now. Um, okay. That's what I've been mm-hmm. told. Uh, and pharmaceuticals. Of, well, of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> plastics. <laughs> right on plastics. Here's my hot tip. Right on plastics. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> and coal. Let's get back into coal. Um, speaking of horse racing, quickly, the uh, the Arkansas Derby is this weekend. That means you, I will be back at the racetrack uh, on Saturday. Um, anytime you. It, well, I'm very excited because anytime these big uh, Kentucky Derby qualifiers... Uh, run that means that all the all the jockeys that I know are running, and it gives me a little bit more of an edge, or at least a little bit more of an insight into gambling. So Saturday will be a fun day because you'll have like Florent Rue will be there, Rosado will be running. There'll be a lot of jockeys that are like top tier jockeys trying to get that stakes race because they'll all be running. They'll run horses all day, but they'll be going for that. I think it's a million dollars on the Arkansas Derby at Oakland this week. So uh, if you can tune in. Purse. There'll be a big purse. That means there's a. That means the jockey stock will be nice. So uh, I, I plan on uh, I plan on going going in going in on Saturday. Nice. I'm I'm excited for you, Chris. Uh, you're welcome to join if you want to. Maybe I'll be with we'll the, see. Be with yeah. the usual bunch of degenerates. Uh, Wait. Wait. So how, do you guys all do this like on Zoom or something, or or do you? Uh... Yeah, we zoom. We zoom in. It's a, It's a. It's usually the same crew of dudes. Uh, we zoom in, uh, and then we we're all watching. Either one of us, whoever has the fastest internet, usually Rinaldi, will uh, will share his screen so we can see the actual races. But we're all watching, like you know, day at the races or whatever on our TVs simultaneously. And reading, that actually like, does sound kind of fun. It's great. It's super fun. Yeah. It's the only way to zoom is like to have something to do. You know, like it's not. Yeah, right. Because instead of everyone trying to talk at the same time. Yeah, it's just it's just like all right, we're looking at each other. But if you're doing yeah. something like I've been playing Yahtzee with a couple every like Wednesday, we just you mm-hmm. know. It's good. You gotta have you gotta have something sure. to do with your hands. You know, it's like any, yeah. like, <laughs> like right right now I'm masturbating. And yeah, like, I was just gonna say, I'm sure. Yeah, you can find plenty to do with your hands. Oh, Jordan Love. Uh, <laughs> so, I love love. I love love. So uh, there's a the, we still have a ton left on this uh, on our on our docket for a day that we had we nothing can just skip to talk this. about. It's all crap, Chris. Uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna avoid any Pittsburgh public radio or Pittsburgh sports radio gaff. Um, and I I could probably hold off on on my funny wrestling story, although it is it is uh, it's a good one. Um, do you want to do you want to recap any of the uh, of the uh, bad gambling or or do you want to talk Jordan Doc? That's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to leave it up to you. You can, we, uh, so I didn't do enough of the research on following up on bad gambling, but I have a couple like I, I had a couple of division winners and a few over unders for teams that was before the draft. Oh, okay. Uh, but now I feel like those numbers have probably changed a little bit. So maybe we should kind of uh, we can hold off on those till next week to see. We can actually talk about maybe how how those number those lines have probably changed a little bit and what that maybe means. Great. So there was two. Two things. I know we don't really want to talk about the last, the last dance documentary with Jordan, yeah, but I had a couple of like sort of side topics okay. uh, and behind the scene things that I don't think anybody else is really talking about. So I think we can kind of hit on those and, and kind of make this without being this over talked about type Great. topic. Great. Is it that, is it that the, uh, the, 
Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in a Vegas hotel room is the most 90s thing ever. Like, was lit (laughs) playing in the background. (laughs) They went to, oh man, I. (laughs) It was so fucking 90s. I was like, the fuck is. He also, they showed Dennis Rodman, which one thing no one's talking about, Dennis Rodman crushes a fucking Miller Lite and hops on a motorcycle. It's like, oh yeah, the 90s when you could drink and drive on a motorcycle in plain view. Anyway, yeah. what are your also like one of his post game uh, when he's walking down the hallway after the game or something? He's just he's just crushing a Miller Lite. It wasn't even like when he was going. It was a whole different game, and there was a second clip about a, another one, and he was just he had a Miller Lite in his hand. And I even looked at my wife, and I was like, "Is he is he just drinking a Miller Lite? He's in his jersey or whatever." And I was yeah. like, "Is he drinking a Miller Lite?" Shows up to practice in PJs, like all the yeah. great things about him, like the drink drunk drive, like. But and- the- Phil Col- that goes to show you like that whole story too about him having to like, you know, uh, Phil Jackson was having him get like warmed back up, you know, get after he was coming back from his weekend in Vegas or whatever. And he just starts sprinting around yeah. the room. Like, and everyone else is like, we're walking here, man. Cause yeah. we're not doing this. And he's like, he has, that guy was a machine. I love him. I love He the was worm. literally the demolition man. I love the worm. I love demolition, man. I, I it was, yeah, it's, it's a, I wanted, I wanted to, if you want to be, a, if you want to get real sad, look up uh Dennis Robbins current net worth. Oof. Yeah. He, oh man, he's, he's yeah. It's he's, it's he's a, it makes it feel a little egregious that fucking Scotty Pippen's over there bitching about his fucking contract renegotiation mm-hmm. when Dennis Rodman's looking at less money than you have in the bank right now. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, poor fucking Scotty Pippen. I fucking Ugh. I hate that fucking guy. Anyway, uh, uh, what's what what are the what are the two things no one's talking about? Okay, so the first thing right off the bat, when the, even this was episode one, I think right at the beginning. There's like, uh, Jordan is like smoking a cigar. Now he's always smoked cigars back in the day. There's right. famous pictures of him, like smoking these big cigars, right. but now he's like changed up and gone to these like really skinny, long Virginia slim looking style cigars. I didn't know. Are they a cigarillo? Are they? No, I don't even think they're a cigarillo. Cause they're, they're literally, I think they're like a foot long. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to leave this one. I will not speculate. I will leave this to our cigar aficionado listener who I know is going to hear this. Uh, Eric. Uh, Cuban Pete Alvarez. Um, he knows everything cigar related. I'm sure he's watching this doc. He will be able to tell us. Because okay, I've never they're... seen these things before in my life. I've seen a long gauge. Ga- gauge is the width. I've seen a. I've seen those long fuckers in the store, but I never thought anyone really. But this is even twice as long as those, and they oh, all really? have like the little plastic tips on the end. These are like legit. You know, and they're brown. I, I was, it's weird, man. They're brown? Was, Cigars? Like, they're brown? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's a cigar. It's got to be cigar. That's what that But is it, is it cigar gauge? Is it like a quarter or, is it, or like a nickel? Or is it's it like, like a, it's like a, it's like a pencil. And it's long. It's super long. And I'm brown. literally, this, if it was white, it would have been a Virginia and sweat. <laughs> 1,000. Like this is, it's crazy. It's like, this is like an old lady cigar or something. And he's, he's smoking these things. I'm like, I don't, I, I, I was like, okay. Those, like, I those don't those little like, cigarillos or whatever the one, not the ones with the plastic ends, just the regular, like, even, yeah. even, even like the finest cigar brands make a little, like, it's like a cigar. It's like a cigarette sized cigar. Yeah. Yeah, I they're, guess so. They're good smoking. I, li- I, I like bet. Them. I bet. They're, they're, he's probably onto something here actually, which yeah. I kind of want to get into maybe. Yeah. They're, that's a, I, no one has touched on that. Eric, if you could get back to us, let us know what those are. And if you could figure out a brand, I only want to smoke what Michael Jordan is. Yeah, right? I, me too. As long as it makes your eyes turn brown like his, then I'm in. <laughs> I can't look at that dude's eyes. I focus on him so hard because it's weird. And I, I've asked my he wife. He has no like, white. Uh, but, he has no white. But if he opens up his side, eyes right? wide, the white is, is above the eyelid. Like It's like his eyes are like getting destroyed by something. 
like I don't. It's it's mind boggling, and I I can't. It's not jaundice. It's I don't know what the fuck it is. His eyes look like a pair of goddamn khaki dickies. But like if he opens up wide, like the little white parts show up. It's weird, man. It's weird, and I I, I have to rewatch this whole documentary nine times because every time he's on the screen, all I focus on in on is like. Is this the level of the booze he's drinking and his fucking brown ass eyes? It's Wait, crazy. the level never changes, right? No, it's the, it's just a prop. I'm like, yeah, it's wait, like half. It's always half full it's or half pre- pretty full. It's well, it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's the main reason Jordan even agreed to make this doc, Chris? Okay, so I don't know if you know this, but there's story. So what I'm finding most fascinating about this whole thing is the actual stories and like and uh, and um, that are coming out, kind of around this and about this and like how the whole thing about he. They filmed this, they, he agreed to film this, you know, that last season, but he had the rights to the, to the film. Right. Yes. And I've he didn't Simmons, release it, right? He wasn't going to release apparently it. wanted it, but couldn't get it or Yeah. Like and like no one, no one had any hope about ever getting this footage. Right. And basically they were just like, oh, we'll make it. We know he's never going to like agree to this and release it, but we're just going to make it. Now the guy who produced this, Tolan, I think is his last name, went and had a meeting with him right after the Cavaliers won their the championship right a couple years ago okay and so tolan went to him but you know he had this whole thing and he knew about the footage and whatnot and and i think that that's part of the reason but i think the main reason is that tolan is the guy who produced the Allen iverson doc back in 2014 the 30 for 30 uh n- oh no no the, when it's called yeah, iverson yeah 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 i know it's what you're talking yeah, about yeah yeah and so when he met with Jordan and he was even like, he was even, uh, didn't even think he would get a meeting with Jordan. He had to go with, through Jordan's business people first. And then they were like, he agreed to it. And he was even, imp- Jordan was even like zero to, he was like, he actually talked to him about it. And he's like the guy that, uh, the producer guy was even talking about, it. he's like, most of the time, these guys, they don't read the materials I give them or they give me five minutes. They're not even paying attention. And Jordan was like all in like from the moment he sat down and they start talking about it. And then at one point, apparently Jordan told him, he was like, listen, he's like, you're the one that made the Iverson doc. Right. And the guy's like, yeah. And he's like, I loved that documentary. And it almost, it made me emotional and almost brought me to tears. And And so that, that almost alone was why Jordan agreed to do this doc because of what, because of how that guy did the Iverson documentary. Did he also do Andre the giant? Uh, he might, or he might've, or the director or somebody did. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, so he got like an all-star cast here to do, to, to make this documentary. And I, I think that's why one of the reasons in knowing Jordan and what he, a perfectionist and he wants to do always the best probably thing is that he agreed to do this. But I thought because he loved Iverson and that documentary so much that he was like, yeah, man, let's do this. That's great. I wonder if Iverson knows that because Iverson's the biggest Jordan fan there is in the world. Like, right. like he's, yeah. he's so nuts about Jordan. Yeah. Plus, I think also a little had to do with his competitiveness is that like LeBron just won a championship and then everyone's get, all up with LeBron's get me you know, jock and like comparing him to Jordan. And Jordan's like, you know what? Let's make this documentary. And let's just show the people the actual truth here. I, I, like, I like how much he just fucking dismisses Isaiah. Uh, oh, it's so great. And I, I mean, I'm fine with Isaiah. I'm totally fine. And, I, and I, Isaiah's little version of the story, I love that he calls bullshit on that. Because he's, like, he's a, such a two-faced. It's it's so it's crazy. It's like he can't he's not like, be a Jordan, Jordan's like all you have to do is look at the fact that we shook hands. Like yeah, and yeah. Bill Lambier, the piece of human shit that he is, at least is still like yeah, we fucking did it because we're fucking bitches. I got like, more respect for him because he, he he's holding true to. Him. I know. I agree. Even though I fucking can't stand the human being, and I hope he never gets a job in the NBA. Yeah, I I do like. I do like that he like at least owns up to everything he did, you know. And yeah, Isaiah's, absolutely. Isaiah's flip flopping. 
to, to and uh, just to we we sort of text about this a couple of weeks ago. I think about the the old T-shirts, the, the cartoon caricature yeah, yeah, T-shirts. Yeah. Yes. And we were going back and forth of it, and I think I realized after later because I saw one picture came up, and it's of the Isaiah Thomas one. Yeah, I can see it in my mind right now. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, I think I owned that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And now that makes me so disgusted that I actually liked Isaiah Thomas at that time because I love the I love the Pistons. I love the Bad Boys. They're one of my favorite teams of all times. Yeah, I did too. That's the thing is I I love. Vinny the microwave. I oh, love Mark Vinny. Aguirre. Yeah. I love yeah. uh, John Sally. Sally. I just fucking hate Bill Lambier. I hate like I couldn't yeah. even root for him. And in I the hate moment. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Like I he can't he, I can't Ditto. stand the way that he like smiles and he acts one way and then another way and he tries to be like this this public perception is totally opposite of actually who he is and it's such bullshit and so phony. I know. It's like just stop it, dude. He's also he's also a Bobby Knight apologist. Uh, yeah. And, and those, a James Dolan apologist. Those weird. I'm not this. They were those weird kisses with magic at midcourt. I never like they never made sense to me. I'm like, why are they always? Was kissing like that prominent? There's also that thing in no, Jordan. No, I think they were the only two that were doing it. Doug Collins is like, come give me a kiss, Michael. And it's like, oh yeah, that's right. What, yeah. what is up yeah. with this? I, I'm not. This is not. I'm not crying homophobia. I just don't remember that being like. Like, why was that so <laughs> prevalent in the '80s? Like the Hungarians, like middle, the, like the Eastern European countries do this all the time. And that, you know, it's like, but yeah, it's weird that now all of a sudden, like, this is like, uh, it's for show. You know what? It's all, we, it's you know what? we should be kissing more. I'm, I'm going to take it back. Like, you know what? I want to go back to an era where a man could kiss a man or force another yeah. man to oh, kiss mouth. him. Yeah. Let's just kiss more. I'm into it. And mustache, big hairy mustaches and you kissed each other on the lips. <laughs> you put your hands on each other. And it was uh, okay, Chris. Chris, I, I hate to break Chris, it to you. Men were men enough to be comfortable with each other. I'm kissing you right now through the microphone. <laughs> um, I, want, I, wish, I wish we could get See, to yeah, the... If we actually did the FaceTime, the video on Skype here, we could just be kissing each other on screen. Man, I wish there was like a virtual mouth I could buy that you could control <laughs> on your with your phone, like that. Like yeah, I'm sure there's sex like toys that, like that. Like Super Bowl, we talked about it, but there's got to be a mouth one, right? Uh, there has, there is. I'm sure there is. Kiss, <laughs> kiss me from afar, Chris. Um, we're unfortunately out of time. Uh, we'll have to talk Thank about Rick Pitino next week. Um, but I can't wait to get to it. Uh. <laughs> thanks for th- thanks for everything, listeners, and thank you, Chris. Here's here's my uh, my kiss to you. Mm. Can I get one back? Ciao. Mwah. There we go. Right, <laughs>